0: SETI CONCEPTION BOOK NUMBER THREE IN THE SETI TRILOGY WRITTEN BY FREDERICK FISHMAN NARRATED BY FREDERICK FISHMAN PROEM SOME INDIVIDUALS FIND IT HARD TO MAKE DECISIONS LEADING A LIFE OF INDECISION FREEZES POTENTIAL IT DOESN'T ALLOW THE SPIRIT TO GROW OR EXPLORE SHOULD I TAKE THAT HIKING TRIP Should I take this class or that? I know he or she is perfect, but do I love her or him? Should I take this job? Should I buy that car, hot fudge sundae or banana split, frozen with doubt or fear? Other individuals haphazardly make decisions without forethought, research, or consideration. That is how mistakes are made. Some of those individuals make a lifetime of hasty decisions, and they reap the devastating consequences. I'll go with my golden gut is mighty risky. Could be rewarding, rarely. But important life decisions without consideration oftentimes leads to disaster. On a planet circling the Tau City Star some 11.8 light years from planet Earth, a final decision had to be made. It would change all human future history on Earth from that moment forward. It would change all of species' future history on the Tau Ceti planet from that moment forward as well. But this decision from the Tau Ceti planet had been well considered. From distant and from specific human close contact The Tau Ceti civilization had the technological capacity and energy potential to act on this decision. Like an inverted triangle, the thousands of ramifications through failure analysis had narrowed down to the ultimate conclusion to move forward. And so, they calmly moved forward. And 11.8 light years away, the human race did not know the Tau Ceti civilization was about to change Earth in profound ways. But humans would find out soon enough. Life on the planet Earth would never be the same. Chapter 1 In all that was said and done, no one believed a word of what he said. The promised landing by the Tau Cetians upon his return from the third planet from the Tau Ceti sun did not occur on the White House lawn. Sam Alexander was dropped off in the remote and desolate Atacama Desert in Chile, the driest, hottest desert in the world. It is a place where scant rainfall hasn't occurred in over three million years. It was an Earth location where no witnesses were nearby the Tau Ceti spacecraft laboratory that deposited Sam on a hard pan soil. Sam was given supplies for the one-day walk to the nearest settlement just at the edge of the Atacama. That alone was a miracle journey that Sam barely survived. When back in the US, Sam was considered delusional with his stories of highly intelligent and an organized civilization on a planet 11.8 light years from Earth. His tales of technology of the Tau Ceti humanoids and their desire for further contact with the Earth population fell on deaf ears. He was ridiculed and after only a short period of time ignored as an eccentric crackpot and kook. The supposed discovery of an extraterrestrial radio signal from a distant planet had also faded into the noise and background of everyday life on planet Earth. Initial panic and euphoria faded. It evolved into a malaise, disbelief, and contempt. Personal crises, 40 wars going on at any one time, inflation, political shenanigans, all seemed to play better on the nightly news and 24-hour news cycle. There just wasn't any interest at all in Sam's story or extraterrestrial life possibilities. Life continued for the following years. Sam was now in his 20s. He was wealthy from his software company and his subsequent sale of that company. It was his sole product, software he developed, that provided code to writers with tools to develop software, simple yet effective. Shortcuts that he had gleaned from the information tablet he took with him from his adventure on Tau Ceti. His company was sold, and now he was extremely wealthy. That renewed public interest more than his SETI discovery and the stories of Tau SETI. The financial success he had obtained in the Internet age was a hollow gift for him because he knew of the potential power of what he experienced on alien soil. The public lost interest in hearing about the subject, and he lost interest as well. There was no further contact with Tau Ceti and the government agencies so keen on stealing what he had with his initial wow signal discovery. Lost interest as well. Funding dried up with the lack of detection of alien contact. Sam sought privacy with his new family in Hawaii. He thought that with his young wife Lisa Marie and their baby son he would find peace. But a grinding horrible auto accident was about to change all that he had hoped and dreamed and turn it into dust lisa and their son were visiting her family in california sam was lonely that night lisa and their son were visiting her family in california he stared out at the horizon on a nearly flat pacific ocean the sun had set and dark was quickly expanding before him. His mind darted from one thought to another. He then considered the Tau City experience and wondered if maybe it was all a dream gone bad. To be ignored, he could take. To be ridiculed, he couldn't. How could anything get worse? Sam thought. The phone rang inside the house. Sam turned toward that piercing noise, and suddenly things would get worse and turn tragic chapter two lost in thought sam alexander stared down at the floor he never dreamed he would be slumped in a chair staring at his small son stretched out on a hospital bed in the santa monica hospital icu unit in southern california sam made the computation studied the charts listened to the doctors and watched the grim faces of the nurses tenderly attending the precious, waning life of his only child before him. The sands of time were running out for two-year-old Jeffrey Alexander. Sam straightened and put his hand on his child's chest. He grimaced as he tried to inhale. He could hardly breathe. He could barely focus. He could not think clearly. The cameo scene in front of him blurred all surroundings. Sounds were muffled and voices were coming from the nurse's stations. They were unintelligible. The end came quickly hours later. The sun was setting, orange end of the day of light, flooding into the room full of monitors, plastic tubes, sounds of respiration devices, beeps from monitoring boxes. A loud squeal from one of the boxes filled the ICU room. Medical personnel running in at breakneck speed. Confusion, noise, shouts for this and that. And in the quiet voice of the resident, it was hopeless and nothing was working. On your order, we will cease extraordinary efforts, the doctor said closely and quietly. Sam looked up at the monitors. He watched the plunging function status numbers and followed the straight line of the heart monitor. The loud, single tone, scream sinus heart rhythm. It had stopped. He closed his eyes and lowered his head, barely whispering. Let him go in peace. He had lost Lisa Marie only hours before, and now he had lost his son. Several weeks later... Sam moved through his home, his mini-mansion overlooking the Pacific. The clean, uncrowded Maui beach gleamed white and inviting, but not for Sam. He sipped his orange juice, laced with a tall shot of vodka. Sam was bathed in the same glow of warm reddish-orange light that had covered him and shrouded him only a short time before in the Los Angeles ICU hospital room. The traffic accident that took his young wife and even younger son had crushed Sam Alexander, software billionaire and the first to set a radio signal contactee so long ago. Sam leaned on the railing of his beautiful home and scanned the tropical forest that banded the sea from the house. The gentle sounds of the low surf put him into a quiet reverie. As he was lost in the events of the accident, his losses, his steady discovery, his successful life. But it was the losses he could not shake. He closed his eyes again and, and uncharacteristically burst into tears. His glass fell from his hands and over the edge of the railing into the thick forest below and beyond. He covered his face with his hands and crumpled to the wooden deck floor. As his knees buckled, he sobbed alone in his big house, retracting into a fetal position. He was only 27, but he had already suffered devastating loss. All of the public adulation with the discovery of the SETI signal. And his disputed and barely believed story about his journey to an alien world. The success of his own software company, all of that meant nothing now he would let out his grief here and now. Caressed by the comfort of the velvet, humidified tropical air and the gentle song of the rolling surf, he would lay there asleep all night until the next morning. Chapter 3 The Evidence Remained The matter of fact was that the surface of Tau Ceti was not regenerating and was dying. That process had stopped and the desecration of plant life, had accelerated to such a point that never-before-seen black fungus had taken over where green forest and wide of verdant plains used to exist. A line of motorized pipe miles long began a slow track across a wide field in the southern continent. A swath or ground that used to produce a staple grain used by the indigenous Humanoid species and their small contingent of earth guests needed to be destroyed by simple fire before the spreading fungus engulfed the entire continent. The pipes that were used to deliver water had been converted now to deliver fire. The resultant smoke would further pollute the diminishing breathable air. Slowly as it crept across a wide swath of ground, The wretched black fungus burned and turned into a black mat of smoldering and useless soil. No Earth human or or Tau Ceti humanoid was allowed near the destruction process. That process was automated and controlled from government center by motionless and faceless Tau Ceti humanoids standing at simple control stations watching the carnage of the Tau Ceti surface had monitors projected on a flat white wall in front of them. One of the technicians stared intently as miles of grassland turned from black to blacker. The distraught technician shook his head slowly from side to side and whispered, terrible, just terrible. The other Tau set of humanoids turned toward that upset humanoid. With scolding stares, they were surprised by the sudden emotional outburst so unlike the species on that dying planet. They all knew that the amount of intelligence that evolved to date could not stop this planet-wide destruction. No matter how much computer data was processed, they had no idea how to stop this creeping decimation of the planet's surface. The creativity gene in their DNA sequence and in their brains just wasn't there.